1: Welcome back to NOW! with Dave Brown on AMI-tv and streaming and audio on AMIplus.ca. I'm Alex Smythe. Kim Thistle is one of the regular contributors on NOW! She's usually presenting movie reviews, but that's not the only thing she's passionate about. Over the course of 2023, Kim did a ton of traveling. She visits Scotland, England, Italy, and Costa Rica, if that wasn't enough. During her travel, she encountered the good and not so good when it comes to accessibility. And she's joining in now from St. John's, Newfoundland, to share more of her observations. Hello, Kim. How are you doing?
2: Hey, Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. I'm quite festive, actually. I'm doing great. I am wearing, I don't know if viewers can see, I have a Santa, a Christmas tree hat. So I wear that, and I'm wearing my ugly sweater dress. May I show you? It has tinsel and glittery Christmas balls there and a gaudy green color. You name it. I am you ugly are... sweater all the way.
1: Nothing <laughs> ugly about it, all. Kim. <laughs> Kim, nothing ugly about it. You're just dressed as a full festive Christmas tree as I like to view it anyways. So uh, let's dive into this conversation. Because as I listed off the top, you pretty much have gone everywhere this year, you've been traveling nonstop. So I I'm curious, what is the biggest accessibility surprise you found during your travels to Scotland, England, Italy and Costa Rica?
2: Excellent question. And, I, you know, you said the good and the bad. I called the good, bad, and the ugly. Like, it was mm-hmm. quite an eye-opening excuse upon experience because, yes, I'm traveling to these ancient cities, and I knew ahead of hand, you know, you know that there's going to be cobblestone streets and there's not going to be accessibility and elevators and in castles and historic places. So I knew that going in, but the biggest surprise was um, it, it was pretty big. Big thing was about attitude and education and lack of knowledge about accessibility. That surprised me in in the most part. Overall, overall, like in Scotland and England, and they were very good about it. But Italy is like they didn't have a clue what my white cane was. It was somewhat dismissive about accessibility. The only place I found really well in Italy, and which was very strange, was in Capri when we were taking the chairlift, and they saw my white cane. They actually stopped the chairlift and, you know, helped me get on and go. But apart from that, it was accessibility. What was that? It was pretty well ignored in a sense. Of the airlines that we had traveled with, am I allowed to say the names of the
1: airlines? Yeah, sure. Go right okay. ahead.
2: Okay. Iceland Air, we did that way and, and then coming back. It was like, I and same with Vineyard, and I would say to them, you know, I need extra time to get on and, and that type of thing, and please let me go ahead of everybody. And then they say, okay, yes, fine, so you go ahead of everybody. And the next thing you know, everyone's packed behind me, and I'm still not on the plane. And we had to walk across the tarmac for Vineyard. And then go on up. So I was still holding everybody up because I was the first in line trying to get in. So it's it's like they didn't have an understanding. I don't know if it's an, it's an attitude or lack of training, education. So that was a bit upsetting. And I don't want to say upsetting mm-hmm. because I went in on the trip and, you know, we're going to have fun and we're going to enjoy it. And I had a fabulous sighted guide, a good friend. So. We rolled with it, but it was interesting to see different perspectives and understanding from in different countries.
1: Right, and so let's let's break it down kind of piece by piece here. So we'll start off with uh, Scotland because you visited the Orkney Islands region. Yes. So, wh- how was the accessibility in getting there, and in, in, uh, especially in in the destination of uh, St. Magnus Cathedral?
2: Oh, God, I love the cathedral. I rang the bells in the cathedral. We wanted. Um, in the BBC, he bid on it, and it was just incredible because only the people who are trained to ring the bells can do it. So getting mm. there, oh, you know, we did the the ferry, so and I was, and a sighted guide with that. But when you get into the the cathedral, it's not set up for you know, persons with disabilities in a a main way. You can still get in if there's a ramp, the wheelchair access. But going up to the tower, like I don't know, you see some of the pictures. I was right up at the top there, the the parapet, I can't remember what it's called. And that's over 150 stairs. And the stairs are, stone so they start off wide and then they curve and curve and curve and get more narrow and and there's not limited lighting there's little cutouts in the stone wall so for me it was having my friends his daughter was ahead and he was behind me and they would tell me if there was thing, okay there's a turn coming Kim and I use my white cane to tap on the steps and mm-hmm. use my hand palm around, but it was funny because at toward the end of the trip, um, a lot of people would come up to us as you know near the end in different spaces, and they'd say, um, oh, there's stairs here, you know. Do you want to avoid the stairs? And my friend would say, she's better at stairs than I am. <laughs> so <laughs> you know, that the accessibility, and they were very kind. Like they would say, okay, here's here's you know, turn right, turn left, and that type of thing.
1: And so moving then on to uh, England, uh, you, you part of your trip there, you took in uh, some theater productions including uh, a rendition of Hamilton. How was the accessibility in the theater in, the, in England?
2: I was so super impressed. Like, And we and I can't remember the two theater names, but I'm thinking that they would all be similar because I went to two different theaters. We saw Tina, the musical, and Hamilton. And when I had called to book the book to tickets, I said, I want tickets on this particular day. I'm visually impaired. And he said, perfect. He said, I will let them know. And I thought, okay, whatever that means, let them know. Soon as I walked in are you Kim? And I say, yeah, I'm such and such, I'm your attendant for today. In both theaters, the same thing. And they bring you to your seat and they show you where the, the um you know, the washrooms are, where the exit is. If you need me, I'm just going to be standing over here to the left, let your partner know that you need some help. I was so impressed with that. And then I didn't use the headphone, the Bluetooth in Hamilton, but I decided to use a patina. And, you know, they, they, stayed with me even when the show had started, trying to match it with my phone to go through on Bluetooth and getting the app done and the young lady was very supportive. So I had off, they also have assigned days that they do audible description and sign language interpreting. So I that is wonderful too. So I would encourage people if you're booking tickets to ask because they may not tell you that there's certain days assigned because I called and say I want to go on a Tuesday. If I had more time and he had said, you know, Thursday is our accessible show, I probably would have went to that one. But still, wow. I was enjoyed the experience and they were spot on and friendly and like knowledgeable about accessibility.
1: So that was one of the, the very positive experiences. Now, now did that yes. extend because you're into the museums in England because you also had an opportunity to take in some of the, the famous museums?
2: Yes. And the museums were good. Like they would ask, you know, do you need any assistance or how can we help? And, and we're like, I said, I had a fabulous sight of God, a real good friend. And, and we were well, we work well together, but they would often offer like we have headsets to, you know, they have headsets for Pretty well every language. So Mm. you can listen to the exhibits and go around and listen to the exhibits and what they are, you know, press certain button, now you're exhibit one. Um, The stairs were uh, highlighted, what's the word, you know, the stripes on the stairs, the elevators, they were well done. We went into the Tower of London where the crown jewels are. Now that's very dark and harder to see. But having said that, there's some places that were easier to maneuver than others my sighted guide, I really relied on him. They also gave me a big, large printout at the Tower of London so I could read the different things, and it was a real large printout. So they were prepared that way. So I was impressed there.
1: Yeah, it it seems to come to, like, kind of that that hurdle you always uh, come up against. It's whenever it's something a bit more uh historically kind of preserved in a way that is the accessibility tends to uh kind of uh fall by the wayside a little bit it can't be as uh you know universally designed obviously if it's uh, uh, hundreds of years old but there's still things that they can do so that's that's positive there were still some uh services available Let's turn over to Italy. You you did mention uh, off the top, you know, there were some uh, not so good and, and downright ugly uh, experiences yes. you found when it came to accessibility. How was it on the train systems? Because the UK train systems seem to be like, you know, one of the best in the world. How did that compare to Italy when it came to accessibility?
2: Um, the UK train, we did you know, a Bob land train plus we did the subway. Um, Pretty well I've let on my own with my partner to get on the train. I often wondered if I... Was by myself, and I had said I need someone to help me. Would they offer it? I'm not sure about that. The subway was phenomenal. I mean, it is a maze operating through that. But once you get on each train car, they have two, or, they have four seats, I believe, assigned just for those who have disabilities or pregnant women, and if so, and you're allowed to sit in them like the everyday passenger. But I have to say, as soon as I came on the train and they saw my white cane, people would stand up. My partner said mm-hmm. it was unreal. He said immediately they saw you, everyone would stand up and give me the seat. So that was really wonderful. Italy, it was like they didn't realize that, you know, what I was using the white cane. I assumed it was, um, you know, universal, <laughs> but, and it, it's not so much you have to make sure to ask for the concessions. I noticed mm-hmm. that too. You know, like one day someone gave us the concession, and then we went back to the same service to get the elevator down. The, the the mountain that you just showed there I called the mountain clip and then it was like it charges double <laughs> so yeah. you had to be careful but I want to stress these are I'm just talking about little like these are some experiences but I'm not bashing these countries because mm-hmm. it, you know they have gone into fabulous people and beautiful sites and great food and I as like I said it comes back to the education part I don't know if Italy truly works on their accessibility and, and the knowledge about that.
1: Right. And so lastly, uh, uh, before we let you go, you, you finished off your big year of travel by going to Costa Rica. So what did you find in terms of the accommodations, the accessibility during your time there?
2: Okay. Again, Costa Rica is a country that is being developed and it, it hit and miss because, you know, it's it um, dirt roads and there might be a sidewalk and there may not be a sidewalk. The accommodations I went to were the same ones we went to last year. I've gotten to know to the... um the owner. So I did suggest to her, I said, you know, those stairs there could do with, you know, tape or or paint. And, you know, the next day she had that done to highlight the stair. And I said, your light is out over there. You need another light here and there. And I wasn't, you know, being bossy about it. It was more like just Mm -hmm. some things just to, to keep in mind that might be helpful for others as well. And she did that. So I really, really appreciated that. So, and like I said, there are not a lot of accessibility in some places, have the, the contrast on the stairs, others don't. So, once again, is is relying on a, a really good someone you trust for a sighted guide yeah. and not being afraid to travel.
1: There you go. That's uh, the best <laughs> advice to end it on, Kim. We have to let you go. Thank you so much. I am very jealous of all the travel you did, and hopefully, you have a great uh, 2024 and we'll check in with you next year.
2: Thank you so much. You too. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy, and happy
1: holidays. New year. Happy holidays. I was Kim Thistle, contributor in St. John's, Newfoundland and Labrador. In 60 seconds, Elizabeth Moeller will be here with the weather story of the day. But first, here's Canadian press reporter Rob Westgate with her Morning Business Minute.
3: Bay Street enjoyed a positive close Friday, with energy and base metal stocks pushing the index higher. Toronto's S&P TSX climbing 53 points to close at 20,332. In New York, the Dow Jones Industrial Average gained 130 points, closing at 36,248, while the Nasdaq rose 64 points, settling at 14,404. Asian shares are mixed this morning with Japan's Nikkei finishing up 384 points at 32,792. The Hang Seng in Hong Kong dropped 133 points down to 16,201. Canadian ranchers say they want government funding to help them preserve the country's grasslands. And there's trouble in Toyland, and Mastermind isn't the only company feeling the pressure. As for the loonie, it's trading overseas this morning at 73.58 cents U.S. From the Canadian Press Business Desk, I'm Rob Westgate.
1: And now it is time to talk about weather with Elizabeth Moeller. elizabeth it is the start of the week it was a quite a pleasant weekend weather wise in uh at least in the southwestern on uh, region of ontario but you're talking about snowfall coming to the province
0: unfortunately yes get ready for some more snow in ontario unfortunately the lake machine lake effect machine is starting up again so, what this is going to mean is this areas near the lakes are going to get a little bit of snow, making travel a bit tricky for the new week that we're about to embark on. You know, December, Alex, is not usually very warm, but I don't know about you on Saturday, it was about 16 degrees. I didn't even have to wear a coat. However, it's not going to stay that way, that warm in Ontario this week. It's going to have a little bit of a change after that mild Saturday. Today is going to bring a change in weather for southern Ontario. Even though most of the action will miss us here, we're still going to feel the effects of the storm and that cold air coming from the northwest. And this is going to restart that lake effect snow machine. Snow squalls, sadly, are likely going to happen southeast of Lake Huron and Georgian Bay. So these squalls might have strong winds, making it hard to see and for visibility and for some whiteout conditions for drivers. So do take care, especially in the areas downwind of those snow belts. If you're planning to travel today, be prepared for a little bit of poor visibility in areas expected to have that lake effect snow. That snow won't be too bad until Tuesday morning, but it could still cause problems for drivers and those who maybe don't like to dig out the old snow
1: shovel. Well, thank you very much for this, Elizabeth. Uh, Don't go anywhere. We will check in later with you for the round table, but coming up after the break, a new Netflix film takes on the body swap genre. Amy Amanti shares her review of Family Switch. You're watching now with Dave Brown on AMI-tv.